What's up, Ben? Yeah, what's good? What's good, brother? Uh, a lot of snow. Today? Um, you know what? Overall, good day. Got a lot of yeah. sleep on Sunday. Good and relaxed. Woke up to a good shitload good. of snow. Wetness mm-hmm. and grossness. Yeah. Just enough to piss me off on a Monday. I'll tell you that right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's understandable. How's you know, the weather over cold, there? Just cold down here, you know? Just a little bit of cold. That's it. That's all. But I'm working inside, so I don't mind. Yeah, you know, eat a dick, bro. Sorry. <laughs> I work sometimes in the truck, get out of the truck. They, they, the guy sent me a box, dude. I'm not lying to you. It was probably two feet wide, three feet high. And he kept saying to me, the box is heavy. Uh, we all have a different opinion on what heavy, heavy is, right? Like, we were right. like, okay, cool. Dude, I tried to grab it with my hand. I had to dolly it, and I brought it into the airport place where they, they you know, grab all the stuff. Right. And I had to tell the guy, where do you want this? And he's like, why? And I'm like, I'm not picking this shit back up like it was tilted already. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is it. You know what I mean? This is it. Where do you want this? Jay, man, what's up, man? Thanks for yeah. seeing me again, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, it was definitely definitely one of those situations where we did it. I was like, yeah, it was technically one of the heaviest boxes. Actually, I had to put it on a scale, and it was like 100 kilos. So, Damn. yeah, it was enough. It was, it was big enough, man. So, well, at least you got a fair warning. At least you got a fair warning. Yeah, you know, no offense. <laughs> if I was doing the job, I would have did it a little bit different. It would have been on a skid, and, man, let's not get into that. Mm, gotcha, All gotcha. right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Everybody, man, like our Facebook page. That's at Shooting the Shit. We can stream all our live videos. Be a part of the show. Comment, questions, etc. Let's do this. Same thing on YouTube. Streaming all our live shows, all our episodes, all our former episodes. You know, it's all on here, man. That's a shooting the shit podcast. Same thing with Twitch. Stream it live. Twitch is the bomb, supposedly. But like I said, I got to get off the show to check it out myself. That's at STS underscore podcast one. What? Once the episode is aired, it gets uploaded. And it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all that good stuff. That's that shooting the shit podcast one. God damn it. Anyways, <laughs> we also have shirts, right? 20 bucks. Yes, 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 yes. Bam, I was talking to DJ went up. That's our technician guy. DJ went up is uh, the guy that's built this out multiple times. Sometimes the show would have right, been off right. the air if it wasn't for him himself. Yes, yes, yes. Or you could order them through us. Message us 20 bucks. That includes tax and shipping. No problem. But if not, we're actually going to get it uploaded on our website very very soon that's the good news uh, forgot to tell you that bam forgot okay, to tell you that. okay you know yeah, so, yeah, talk let's, to you anymore. Yeah, let's, let, let's get it started here man you let's know, do we it got, we, we got a guest you know great dude i'm so happy he's with the force and he, he's been in the force for years and i'm talking he's a nice polite perfect person i'm happy he's there you know what i mean one yeah. of those guys that i want to be there on the force so you know with no further ado let's bring alex lewis in Alex, how's it going, Alex. buddy? Yo, boys. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> how's it going, man? Good, man. You know? Bamboo Bam. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I'm happy you came on, man. You know, we and, me and my boy Joe was see, talking. Buddy. Me and my boy talking. I was like, yeah, you know, my guy, you know, he's, he's with, the, he's with the, the force and stuff. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, we need to get him on because, That's facts. you know, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a long year last year. So, you know, I figured okay. this is a good time to get you on, right? You know? So, yeah. you know, let's get Absolutely. it started. Let's get this interview sure, started. Man, but Alex, before we, go. oh, sorry. Oh, oh, go ahead, Joe. Okay, sir. Yeah, so Alex, I just, because I, you know, I know Bam knows you and I just met you through here. You know, we're going to get to know yeah. you a little bit better and get in some of the cops and police stuff and all that stuff. Where were you born and raised, brother? 
Uh, so I was actually born in uh, Almont, Ontario, and I was yeah. raised uh, for the first part of my life in Carlton Place, and then uh, I live in Ottawa. Nice, nice. So uh, do you find that uh, Carlton Place has, has been huge? It's huge now. Like, it's growing, you, man. Like, dude, it's insane. I, brought, I was doing yeah. an event right outside, right outside Carlton Place. I'm driving my truck, mm-hmm. and my dad's like, his eyes almost bulge out of his head. He's like, there's a Walmart? <laughs> you know, he's up mind blown. You know, Carlton Place is turning into a We used to joke that when you drove into town, the Carlton Place sign had the population on it, and every single time someone would die or be born, some guy would go up there and race. <laughs> it's definitely different. It's definitely grown for sure, man. Well, oh, I, yeah. been, I, ain't, I ain't been to the city in years, so I, get, I have to believe y'all guys that it's been growing, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, I ain't been to the city. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't been to Ottawa in what? What? How many years now, Joe? Yeah, but last time you came, it was like it, I was in, in and in out. out, in and out. Yeah, yeah. In, in and out. You know, I get in, I drink, a, I drink a couple of pictures. Next, you know, we on a fucking flight. We're gone. You know, that's what I mean? right. That's right. That's right. So, so the funny thing is, is that when a band comes to Ottawa, I don't see him. But when mm-hmm. I'm in Dominican Republic and I happen to be there <laughs> the same time that he is, I get messages. Hey, Walk down the beach. We're here. <laughs> so this was your boy that was there. Yes, so, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Like, he's he here, he here somewhere. I don't know where he at. You know. <laughs> walk down the so, beach. <laughs> yeah. Walk down the beach. Fuck it. We're fine. Down the beach. <laughs> I'm like, I'm drunk. I'm like, walking I'm drunk. nowhere. I'm not walking anywhere. Like, <laughs> I can barely walk to the pool. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is the beach. <laughs> he was having a good time, Dan. Shit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh man, but right. but we was. We was how many deep we was? The last time we were there? Yeah, that was the last time we were there, January. We okay. all were there in yeah, January. Right, right, right before COVID. Yeah. Yes, yes. 14? Mm-hmm. 14? 14? It, it was 14 of us on yeah, the Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's crazy. Alex, you know, Go for it, who and what influenced you to be an officer? Uh, so I got two uncles, actually, both on my mom's side. Uh, so my grandfather... I uh, was actually district fire chief for Ottawa, and he, uh, my both his sons, kind of broke the grain, and uh, they both became police. They both became police officers. So uh, the little the family feud continues. So uh, one of them, uh, one of them was a sergeant with Ottawa Police. The other one was a staff sergeant with actually with Peterborough Police. Okay. And uh, both of them had a really, really big impact on me when I was younger, particularly my uncle in Ottawa. You know. Uh, I used to joke and call him my guardian angel when I was uh, when I was younger. Actually, I can't show you because I'm wearing a hoodie and I don't know. I don't. I know this is just shooting the shit, but I don't think we're gonna get X-rated in here, so I'm not taking my shirt off. But I, actually, <laughs> I actually got a tattoo of my uncle with his badge number underneath. There's a picture of him okay. directing traffic in uh, nice. 1970. Nice. And uh, so it took me years to find the right tattoo artist to do it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's got his badge number on it. And then underneath it, it says, um, it's a strong like bull. He used to have this line when I was, when I was a kid. He'd say, strong like bull, smart like streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> so, um, I always wanted to be a cop since the time I was four. I, you know, I used to go uh, on the weekends. I used to go to 474 Elgin, which is uh, the Ottawa Police Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle was uh, my uncle was a sergeant there at the time, and he used to come in, drop breakfast off for his boys, and uh, nice. he's just like a just like a cop's cop, you know, like right. uh, just different world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, big influence on my life. Like I said, I'm I'm confident that if he hadn't have been in my life, I might have been on the. You know, we might have been having a different podcast here. It'd be you know what? How was it in jail? 
Right. Okay. 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 That's good. We already got have that episode. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's nice to have a pod, no, positive yeah, no, role model in your life. You know? mm-hmm. That's good, man. So you know that at a young age, you know, put your head down and went at it, right? Right. So no one, ever, yeah, no, you know, no distractions was, was always what you wanted. Ah, uh, no, there was distractions. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because it's legal now. I smoked a lot of pot in high school. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. So growing up, man, like he was, he was kind of there. He kind of kept me uh, on the straight and narrow, kept me out of trouble. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, just a big influence. He's still around, and uh, That's awesome. um, yeah, he's uh, he, he checks in with me. We probably talk to each other once a week, and uh, he's That's just good. a solid guy. That's, That's good. That's good. You know, family and. A great role model for you. That's perfect, man. Yeah, you know we appreciate that. So, Alex. Yeah. So, uh, I heard you have a nickname. Is there? A, give me your nickname and the story behind that. <laughs> I got two nicknames. I was doing so. Uh, one of them is I, I'm six. Uh, Bamboo will tell you I'm not a small guy. <laughs> That's what he uh, told me. Yeah. It looks like it because I'm sitting down, but mm-hmm. I'm not like. Nope. Uh, you don't not want me to stand all. up. Not at all. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, I'm six six and like uh, you know two two hundred and three hundred pounds. <laughs> and uh, uh, so my nickname all like for a long time through high school, and then it took a little break. And then when I went when I actually went to police college, which is like our our provincial academy type thing, mm-hmm. somebody resurrected the name again. Oh, uh, no. so, so my nickname was uh, the Big Lou, like the Big Lebowski for all those of you that are Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I used to, again, I smoked a lot of pot in high school, man. So, like, uh, I'd say things like, uh, dude, a lot. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you the movie, you know the history behind it. And then, of course, just the fact that my last name is Lewis and I'm a big guy. Uh, and then my second name, I just got a little while ago. Uh, there's a bit of a backstory behind it, but... Um, some local kids uh, did a uh, did a video about me uh, actually as a police officer, and uh, okay. they uh, you can look it up on YouTube. It's called Alex Supercop, and uh, <laughs> so it's funny because when I first started doing the job, like community members would call you Supercop because you were like you know you're you're green, right? Yes, uh, and yes. Oh, you're Supercop, right? <laughs> and and now it's and now it's funny because. Uh, now people call me it, but it doesn't have that like undertone meaning anymore. Now it's like, oh, this guy, this guy actually gets some shit done, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Super cop. <laughs> we definitely gonna look yeah. that video up for sure, you know? <laughs> Go so, for it. So, so tell me, how was the training at the, at the academy becoming a cop, you know? How was it? So, in Ontario, uh, we have something called the Ontario Police College, which mm-hmm. is, uh, we're governed uh, every police service essentially in the province of Ontario is governed by um, the um, uh, is governed by the Police Services Act of Ontario, the actual legislation. Mm-hmm. And included in that legislation is is uh, rules that you have to follow. Uh, and one of them being uh, that every single pr- provincial police officer, regardless on what municipality, uh, regardless if you what police service you work for, you have to attend and pass the Ontario Police College. Okay. So the good news is, is that, you know, this province, which is massive, we're yeah. all essentially trained in the back end. We're all trained the exact same way. Right. Uh, right. So you go there for 13 weeks uh, mm-hmm. and then a lot of police services will have pre and post OPC is what they call it. And that background will be like uh, 
you know, you'll start the, the course, uh, you know, your, your pre-OPC might be uh, going through just the general stuff, maybe some uh, internal policies for your specific service, getting all your paperwork signed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting all your, 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 your uh, uniform and your kit issued to you. Mm-hmm. And then you're at the old, uh, Ontario Police College and then it's game on, man. All you got to okay. do is keep your nose in the books, study your butt off and, uh, you know, uh, you got midterm exams and there's open book and closed book and there's, uh, you have to maintain, you actually have to get over, uh, I think it's a 70 or 75% in order to be able to pass. Right. Um, okay. Good. So, again, I don't know a lot of guys that have failed out. I know people that have failed midterms. I know guys that have failed even their finals, but they've, they're given an opportunity to go back, study it again and do okay. it again. I know that they exist. I know there are people who have failed. It's <laughs> impossible for not to have. Um, but yeah, it's pretty stringent, man. And then when you're done there, you go back to your respective police service with all your training and everything else. And then ideally most police services, that's actually where you get sworn in at that point. Right. So that's okay. where you're actually taking your oath, your oath and doing everything else. So that's, mm. nice. that's cool. It's good to know. So I got a curious question here. What is the best things and the worst things about being a police officer? I'd say the, We'll start with the worst thing. The worst thing is when you get asked to do this podcast in the middle of the I, I know. your work. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> On a Monday. That's a, <laughs> that's no. Uh, no, no, no. So uh, I'll say um, the best part of the job, and this is so, so damn cliche, but honestly, uh, the best part of the job is is uh, is just helping people, man. And I know that yeah. sounds really, uh, like I said, it sounds really cliche. Like, why do you want to be a cop? Well, because I want to help people. Yeah, so does yeah. everybody else. Right. Uh, but I think more as you, as the more you're involved in it, and the more, um, I should say, the longer you are as a police officer, you realize that helping people is like many different things. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, you're helping them through, in many cases, like the most difficult times in their lives. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I joke all the time. Nobody calls the cops because your kid got an A plus on a test. You know That's what true. I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if you're calling the cops because something's happening and right. you need some help, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, it's good. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like being a teacher. You got like a cap, you know, a mandatory captive audience all the time, right? Like <laughs> people that automatically are going to call you, and you you know what you're going to do when you get there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, you know, and, and so on a personal note, like having people who are willing to open up their doors and their lives to you for even that brief moment in time to be able to say, listen, you know, as a like a, as an example, like a domestic dispute between a couple, you know, like yeah. that couple could be married. That couple could have been married for as long as I've been alive, you know, right. and they want me to yeah. come in and solve their problem. You want me to solve your, you know. Let's just say your 30, 34 year old uh, marriage problems in 34. <laughs> 34. <laughs> you know, your 34 year old marriage uh, marriage stuff and your and your you know you want me to solve that in 34 seconds? Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's you know? true. It's true. So uh, uh, that's again. I, I I guess I could say that's probably a po- that's positive and a negative, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Take I think the cop inherently i don't care you know what what police service you work for i don't care where you're posted or what you do i think inherently you end up taking on a lot of people's burdens right and um whether that be mentally right dealing with uh well we'll go to the far extreme and dealing with death you know dealing with uh dealing with kids who've uh who've experienced some of the most traumatic things that uh 
anybody will ever experience in their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to remain as that, uh, you know, that that middle of the uh, middle of the road guy who's just here to help you if you can. It's 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 a difficult job, man. Um, I believe it. Yeah. So the negative, negative parts is definitely the mental health that comes along with it. If you don't take right. care of yourself properly, yeah, um, that that'll come back and creep up on you. And and it happens a lot. It mm-hmm. happens a lot. Like I'm just gonna say this, guys. We've had two suicides in the last 24 hours of police officers in Canada. Wow. Okay. Number one, Winnipeg police. Number two, RCMP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are just in the last 24 hours. It's becoming more and more and more prevalent. Um, yeah. And like I say to Joe, yeah. I say, you know, to, to, to be a police officer, you got to be a special type of person. I mean, you deal with a lot. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. You know, you, you got to take, sometimes it's hard to not take that stuff home with you. You know, the stuff you see and, you know, it, 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 it does take a burden on you, especially after years and years and years, right? So it's not a light you know. switch. You know, everyone thinks it's like, oh, when you go home, you just turn that off. And yeah. it's like, you know, there's things, it's it's small little triggers that'll that'll happen throughout the day, you know, like, uh, I don't know, you just become hyper vigilant to a lot of things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. I, not to get too in depth, but like, yeah. uh, you know, we're taught as an example, you know, everyone, everyone like, you know, look at me when you're talking to me, right? Like that's, yeah. that's a big thing that everybody, that everybody, like humanity in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me when you're talking, it's a sign of respect. Cops, a lot of the time, you'll notice, like, I'll be having conversations, and I'm like, and, I'm looking around all the time, yeah, right? And, 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 and always. <laughs> Remember, you know, you used to come see me while I'm working, and we'd be having this conversation, sure. but I'm, I'm, scanning, I'm scanning the room. I'm doing what I got to do. That's the way it works, so, yeah. Yeah, the way it works. you have to pay attention. We, we have a saying. We got a saying in policing, which is, like, you'll notice me looking at people's hands a lot, right? And it's mm. like, well, people's, face, people's faces don't kill you, but their hands do, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. True, true. True. So yeah. just when you when you start dealing with a lot of that hypervigilance, just because it's just the nature of the job, like you know, I don't stand in front of a door when I'm knocking on it. Just mm. force a habit, right? right. Uh, I don't pull into people's driveways because I need to be able to get out. Like just small mm. stuff like that. That affects. That's got to affect your day to day, especially when you do the job as often as you do, right? Yeah. Right. right. It's understandable. That's understandable. You know, uh, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I yeah. got a question from Alex. Oh, okay. He said, uh, w- "Once you pass college, do they offer you any type of physical, like physical training, or is that on you?" So, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do two parts to that question. Number one is uh, when you pass when you go through police college, and number one to get into police college, you have to pass provincial guidelines for physical fitness standards. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not going to don't quote me on this because they've changed even since I was in. Okay. Uh, but I know like there's the shuttle run, there's the, which is a beep test. Basically there's, yeah. you know, you got to pass the flap, get your pushups, your forward extensions, your, uh, core, uh, core training, all that kind of stuff. You have to have, when I went through, you had to have a certificate saying that you did all that in advance of applying. You couldn't even apply to a police service without having that. Okay. Uh, and then, you take, and there was also an aptitude test and stuff. It was called the uh, Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police Certificate of Results. It's what you needed back then. So it's so there's still something similar to it, but I think it's might have changed a little bit. So uh, anyway, you take all that that gets you in that gives you the ability to just apply for a police service. That's not even you're not even hired. Yeah, uh, and then you have to keep that up every six months. So then you go through. Let's say you get hired. Your individual police service is going to put you through the ringer as well. They're going to want to know that yes, you passed that test six months ago, but can you do it today? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're at police college, you're going to be tested two, three times. Uh, while you're there once at the beginning to get kind of a baseline on how you do and then you have to pass those tests again in order to be able to graduate the Ontario Police College now once those are done 
once those are all done and you're posted or you're given a community or you're doing whatever, uh, yeah, no, physical fitness standards are all on you, man. Wow. And uh, that, that, it's a bit rough, but then again, there's something in Ontario called the Fit Pin, Ontario Fit Pin, which is a police fitness uh, award, basically. It's an annual award. So it gives you the opportunity on an annual basis to actually make sure that you're still meeting the standards. There's no mm -hmm. obligation for you to do it. Some police services offer incentives if you do it. So oh. they, might give you, they might give you a day off if you've managed to actually pass it. Uh, it's just small incentive stuff, right? So yeah, yeah. To, answer the question, to answer the question, it's really on you. Uh, but on a, And I'll put a question back to your listeners as well, right? Which is, yeah. okay. uh, I'll put the question back to them, which is, do you want a police officer who doesn't take care of themselves, right? Oh, we do, you want to work, do, I, do I want to work with somebody who doesn't take care of themselves? Mm. That's right. You I know? agree. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Definitely. That's nice. That's a good question, man, because... Yeah, I didn't even think about question. that. Yeah, that was a great question. Um, this next question, this is um, it's generalized for all services, police. So, you know, do you find, you know, the police are getting a bad rap for their improper conduct? You know, do you find the whole, you know, every country, you know, police service, you know, do you find everybody getting a bad rap for their conduct? You know, not saying one is representing the other, but, you know, just in general, you know what I mean? Everybody, you know, I'll say this. Um, I think it's a it's an interesting topic. And I'll say that um, it's really interesting because I'm trying to I'm not trying to beat around the bush. I'm trying to come no, no. up with a very straightforward. No, no, no. We shooting the shit. Oh. And, you, and, you know, speak your mind, man. Yeah, so, so when it comes to conduct, I'll say this. Cops are an easy target. They're really, honestly, they are. It doesn't sound like they are because they walk around and carry a gun on their hip, but honestly, they are an easy target. You okay. know, again, how often do we, and, I, and again, I'm not putting this on firefighters. I'm just saying, how often okay. do houses burn down, right? I know. Well, houses don't burn down a whole hell of a lot in modern day times, but when they do, you damn well want that firefighter there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... It's no different, right? It's like, you know what? Your life isn't, you know, your life is going to go great potentially forever until it doesn't. And then you become a hundred police officer there. A hundred percent. So when, yeah. when you say cops get a, you know, do cops get a bad rap? Uh, I think that the actions of few, uh, mm -hmm. some, well, I, I hate using the word bad apples because I've heard so many organizations say, you know, it's not a few bad apples. The entire tree's rotten. And that's bullshit. Oh, it's complete and utter I agree. Right? Like, there's people who get into it. Yeah, I get it. It's like any job. There's people who get into it for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. Damn, you and I were bouncers. You and I were bouncers together. You know damn well there's people who worked as uh, worked in, uh, in the bars and stuff who just got into it just because they wanted to tune people up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's no different. Like, you know, it, the, the problem with absolute authority is it, it, it corrupts absolutely, right? Mm. So you give people enough power, right? And, yeah, bad stuff's going to happen. So, again... I look at it like this too. You're never going to hear me standing up for a bad cop. And you probably won't hear a lot of good cops standing up for bad cops. You know, if the guy's an asshole, as an example, uh, you know, you can't take a flower and stick it in an asshole and call it a vase. It doesn't work. <laughs> so sometimes there's just bad people and they get involved for the wrong reasons. And you know right. what? You get to read about it. The problem with, with policing in general is, you know, 
if you work at Walmart and you steal something, as an example, mm. you're probably not going to hear, you know, as an employee, you're probably not going to hear about that in the newspaper. If a cop screws up, it's front and center page, you know, whether right or wrong, it's front yep. and center on page. Right, right. Uh, and then if, if there's a correction, if there's something that wasn't right, the you'll get the page. correction on page nine. <laughs> page right? nine. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, they so definitely do it, shit like it, that. You know what? Again, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, you know what? We get a bad rap. We get a bad rap sometimes justifiably, you know, some people, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes people, you know what? We're all humans too, man. At the end oh, of the day, yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Mistakes will be made, uh, you know, unfortunately in, um, you know, unfortunately in particularly in the States. Sorry, Bam, I know you got your flag up, buddy. That's I'm sorry. Right. I'm just going to crap. <laughs> I can right. crap all over it now. Let me crowd all over. Do it. Actually, before you answer that, me and the wife watched a show on Netflix last night with uh, Will Smith and a bunch of actors. uh, It's called Amen. And they're talking about the Constitution and the amendments in the Constitution. And I learned a whole lot. So, you know, after, if y'all got the time, you know, check it out. And and we'll get back on that. That's going to be a whole nother show. Because, (laughs) like, I'm telling you, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, really? This and that and that and this. But answer the question. Answer the question. Sorry. just, Just a side note. You know, particularly in the states, it's not a secret, ma'am. You know no, this. We know this. Cops, cops, cops like this. I don't know why, man. There mm. seems to be a lot of black people who end up getting shot by cops. You know. That, that, there you uh, go. So you know what? It's not a secret. We're not. Mm. Hot, you know, I don't stray away. I don't stray away from it. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. I have a lot. Of, I got friends of mine. I got friends of mine that are like no bullshit. I got friends of mine that are actively involved in Black Lives Matter in the actual movement itself. But the difference is, is that we can sit down and actually have a decent conversation and recognize where both people are coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand. We're gonna, you know, this is gonna lead us into a whole other conversation here. But no, when you but start you, talking about like, like defunding why, the police, right? This is why I brought you on. You understand what I'm saying? Because. I'm like one of those friends that we can have this conversation. That's right. I can see where you're coming from. You can see where I'm coming from. And the bottom line is, I got nothing but respect for you. You got nothing but respect for me. And this is why I say, people like you be on the force. You understand what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? You You belong where you belong. belong, And I'm grateful for it. You get what I'm saying? You know, it's just different. I'll say this. It's just different policing strategies in Canada versus the United States. So uh, in Canada... Our, our viewpoint is a lot more based around the kind of the Commonwealth uh, uh, vision of how policing should happen. You know, when we say we talk about community policing, we talk about visual representation, right? Mm-hmm. Even it's funny, man, because you, you keep saying force, right? Mm-hmm. We don't use the word force in Canada. Ooh, we use the word true. service. Okay. Right? Okay. Wow, that's right. So right then and there, that small, very small, seemingly insignificant mm-hmm. portion uh, of, the, of psychology that goes behind it is that we are here to provide you a service mm-hmm. as opposed to here we are to enforce the law. Right? You hear this, people? There's- you hear this, people? This is the difference between the two countries, okay? The mentality. I love it. Keep going. Sorry. No, for sure, man. You know... <clears throat> I, I guess we could go on for days about the differences between them. I mean, if you talk to most Canadians, there was a statistic, there was a, a study that was done of Canadians and overwhelmingly we're talking like, so they're given five different selections, you know, not satisfied or extremely not satisfied, not satisfied, neutral, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. all the way up to very satisfied. 67% of Canadians voted 
you know, that were polled, 67% of those people indicated that they were in favor of the way in which police operate today. Hmm. And again, yep. I'm going to say this. Policing has a long history, man. And so when you hear things like defunding the police, right, mm-hmm. removing funds from policing to redistribute, to put into social housing or social programming or whatever, mm-hmm. there is, there is, we won't take it away from it, there is merit behind the idea that those programs need more funding. Mm-hmm. What there is not merit in my mind behind is that you're going to reallocate funds that are potentially going to in- further victimize people by not having the the uh, the service the, the units, yeah. right? They won't have the budget to have units, the specialized units that actually deal with things like you know maybe child sexual assault or yeah. uh, you know internet yeah. crimes or mm-hmm. uh, you know domestic partners domestic partner assaults, right? Those right, are specialized right. units in a lot of police services, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to withdraw that funding and you're going to put it into somewhere else. But that problem, domestic violence, isn't going to go away, no. right? right? That's not. It's not uh, anyway. All that is to say, I'm in favor of not defunding the police. I'm not mm-hmm. in favor necessarily of fully reallocating funds. Mm-hmm. I think there is definitely 100% room for improvement. But I'll ask again all the listeners the exact same question, man. You know what? Ask your politicians. Ask your politicians why defund the police is such a priority for them. Well, we're going to reallocate funds. How about you guys reallocate funds from other wasteful areas, right? Instead of taking it from an essential service, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you want to know why you don't have socialized housing? Well, you know what? Taking the money from the police budget, you know what? It's going to give you some houses. But why weren't they dealing with that 20 years ago or five years ago or last True. month? True. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a scapegoat, I think. And again, I'm just speaking freely here. I I look at it as a scapegoat for a lot of politicians. It's a scapegoat. It's well, it's the red herring, right? You pay attention over here. Look, look, look. The the Mm -hmm. cops are screwing Mm -hmm. up for that, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to screw you over here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Defunding is not the. I think it's it's probably the worst thing we can do in general. That's what I said. Yeah, you've been saying that since day one. Yeah. You know, like I said, they they need to be there. You know. I think it's really interesting, too, the language in particular that's used. We talked about language, obviously, mm. just in the word service versus the word force. Yeah. And when we talk about language and the importance of language, you look at something like the word defund. Nowhere in the dictionary does the word defund mean reallocate. It means mm. a complete withdrawal Draw, of right. funds, yeah. Yeah. period. So if you look at what the back movement was behind uh, defunding the police started by Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right? And if you go to the Toronto Police or Toronto uh, Black Lives Matter website, it's clearly listed on there. Their mm-hmm. ultimate goal is the abolishment of police. It's not a de- it's not a defunding or a reallocation. It is an, a complete mm-hmm. abolishment. So, what does that tell you about what the what the greater language that goes along with it is? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know, and you know, like you said, the wording. You know, they want to defund, they want to get rid of you. What are they trying to do? Create the Wild West again. You know what I mean? So, who's going to solve these problems? That's what I want to know. Nobody's going to be around to solve these problems. You know? And that's (laughs) why I said, throw them in the mix. No, no. And that's why I always agree with defunding the police. No. Why? They need to be here. You get what I'm saying? Now, you know, maybe on the other hand, you know, the language, as I was talking to you, I said, maybe the language needed to be there to get people's attention. You know what I mean? Because if you don't make, if you don't make noise, 
nobody will acknowledge something's wrong. You get what I'm saying? They will just let it keep going by, going by. So if, you know, let's just, you know, police is doing this, police is doing that, police, and, and someone's sitting there saying, hey, the police is doing this, police is doing that, and nobody's paying attention until someone screams, you know what, let's just get rid of them motherfuckers. Excuse my language. Yeah. Now now people are like, what, 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 what? Now we got your attention. You know what I mean? You, you see what I'm saying? So maybe that was the reason behind the defund the police. But to be honest with you, I, I agree with you. They shouldn't defund the police. And, you know, it's not right. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it's right. Hey, man, man you, yep. you didn't get your Black Lives Matter membership card. They didn't detail all this in the package that you I got. got, I, got, I, got I got my Black Lives Matter card when I was born, brother. You know what I mean? So, and and to be honest with you, I'm probably older than most of the Black Lives Matter members anyway. So you get what I'm saying? So if they truly understand what Black Lives Matter is about, you know what I mean? They'll be talking to you like I am. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've been around the world. I've been around the world and I I grew up with, like you said, the states. I grew up with the force, police force. You Mm -hmm. understand? I've been to Canada with the police service. You know what I mean? I've been to the Dominican with a different type. You know, I've been to Cuba. I've been with a communist type of policing. And to be honest with you, everywhere else where I went, I felt safe. You understand? I felt safe in Canada. Put it this way. I'm going to say this to you. I've never apologized to a cop before until I came to Canada. Okay? Pulled me over and I was like, I'm sorry, my bad. I fucking rolled through the fuck stop sign. (laughs) How Canadian are you? You're Canadian. And I'm tell you why. Because when the man pulled me over, the first thing he said to me was, hello, sir, how you doing? That right there alone threw me fucking sideways. What? Huh? <laughs> Who? Hey, how you doing, brother? Uh, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. You know, I, I know I did something wrong. It's not like I didn't know I did something wrong. But the fact that he talked to me like a person instead of license registration, da da da, and the approach when you talk to somebody can change the whole dynamic of a situation. You get what I'm saying? Sure. And so, like you said, there's a difference between down there and up here and around the world, you know? So, and that's why I said, I was like, I, I apologize to the cop and I did something wrong. So I got to take my licks. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I got my ticket. I paid it. You know, okay. I'll tell you this. One of the biggest differences in Canadian versus U.S. policing mm. is just the sheer number. And again, populations aside, Mm. Just the sheer number of, uh, of of police departments or services that exist in Canada versus the United States. So in Canada, we have less than 235 police departments or, or services wow. nationwide. Okay? Mm. The United States has over 18,000. So huge difference in how it's done. And then you look at even how the application of federal law, which is generally our governing body. So in Canada, we have the Criminal Code of Canada, which outlines all the federal laws, basically, Mm -hmm. that that are in place, uh, that have been passed through the House and uh, upheld in courts and all the rest of it. Right. In the United States, they have the exact same thing, except they have the superseding big federal level, Mm -hmm. and then the next step down, their individual states will have their own. Not unlike, we have provincial laws, but not to the point where it's going to be a felony, right? Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah. that that U.S. style, right? That's right. You broke that law. That's a felony, right? Um, so again, just the administration of law, and that brings us into a whole other topic of conversation yeah, too, it, right? It does because I, the laws down there, the state laws and the federal laws, they contradict each other. You know what I'm saying? For so, sure. 
when you get jammed up, you get jammed up. You know what I mean? That's why everybody's like, I want to take it to the highest court in the land, but you got to get to there. You know what I mean? So you got to get through your state to be able to get to that point, right? So, you know, I understand where you're coming from, you know? There's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. You know, even even the, we look at uh, how oversight is conducted with police uh, mm-hmm. police services in Canada. So uh, generally speaking, I'll use Ontario as an example. If you had a complaint, you can there's you have pretty much three avenues or two avenues that are available to you. One, if it's really serious, mm-hmm. uh, two of those avenues, you can go directly to the police and they deal with it with a, kind of an internal affairs style section, PSS or PSB, depending on what section it's called. Mm-hmm. Um each service will have their own independent or not independent, but officers and command staff that deal with dealing with those complaints. If you're not satisfied with the way that that complaint was handled, uh, we have something in Ontario called the, uh, called the OIRPD, uh, which you can go directly to as well and put in, that is a civilian body that deals with complaints, a civilian watchdog basically for, mm-hmm. uh, for the province. Uh, and then any serious m- misconduct, any injuries involving police, uh, where police were even called, uh, you know, we uh, we dealt with a situation uh, when police officers started carrying Narcan, uh, you know, any deaths involving police. Uh, uh, so uh, you conduct try to conduct a traffic stop, someone runs a red light and ends up smoking and killing somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, SIU end up, ends up coming in and it, and um, their mandate uh, applies again. Complete civilian body that comes in and investigates the conduct uh, of those respective police services or those officers that are involved, and then lays the charges uh, through the crown's office. Lays those charges against those officers. So the, the levels of oversight. And again, for the record, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying yeah. definitely 100% always room for improvement. Right. Uh, I'm just saying in, in comparison, in drastic comparison to the United States, mm. a lot of those issues are dealt with really locally at your own kind of at your own department. There's no guarantee they're going to be dealt with. No. Right. So where's the accountability for, for, uh, for the public? Right? right. And that is the biggest, biggest part of uh, what I'm, I, I'm a huge advocate for accountability. Right. Mm. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I kind of laugh. I, you know, I've had two complaints ever lodged against me. Yeah. And I laughed when I got, and I laughed when I got both of them because I thought to myself, I didn't do anything, so you know what? I don't have nothing to worry about. Right? right? Go yeah. ahead. I'm really interested to see how you're going to word this one. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. So, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, stark, stark uh, co- uh, comparisons between the two. And then when we go back to what I had talked to originally before about us kind of having a more Commonwealth uh, style of policing. Yeah. Um, the history history of policing, modern day, we'll call it history of policing, is uh, I believe it was 1828. Uh, Sir Robert Peel in England uh, put forward a uh, a bill that introduced the first metropolitan police, which we have, which they still have today. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's really funny, actually. I was going to pull them up, and I didn't. But there's uh, there's there's something called the Peelian principles, and uh, it's funny that we want to get so far away from police, from what we think policing is. But if we just went back to what it actually was, mm-hmm. we would be dealing with a lot of those those uh, those issues. At least two of the Pelian principles have to directly do with the use of force, and how if uh, basically it states if if. Um, uh, any administration of force on the part of the police 
will diminish the public's trust. It's specifically stated in there. Right. Uh, and we're talking 1828. Wow. Now, fast forward, okay, or not fast forward, 1828. 18, so that's what our system is based off of. That's what the yeah. UK system is based off of. That's what Australia's system is based off of. Right. And then fast forward, uh, the United States system Mm-hmm. was literally employed to catch slaves. Yes. That's what they're playing. Thank right? you. That, that, that was yeah. the whole reason with, you know, if if you if you ever listen to KRS-One and that whoop, whoop, call the police, yeah. you ever listen to that yeah, song, yeah, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to him. Overseer, overseer, officer. That's exactly what it was. The overseer became the officer. You get what I'm saying? Sure. Around, around the globe. So then they started hiring them to do other things. Hey, do this, do that. Watch over this. Watch over that. And uh, you know, I'm glad you're very well educated and and knew that. Thank you, my man. Thank you. I'm gonna thank you for that. You know. All right. Yeah, thank you, Alex. I appreciate that. So I have a question about rankings. The rank police ranking. Yeah, what are the different yeah. ranks, and how do you move up? So there's. It depends. Uh, again, it depends in Canada. It depends what police service you're with. Uh, different police services will have different ranks. The RCMP, obviously, being a big federal police service, uh, you know, they have, again, they're they're Canada-wide, so they probably have That's more right. rank, or they know they have, they have more rank structure. Yeah. If you get into some of the smaller municipal police services that might, you know, police 15,000 people, the likelihood is you're going to have your frontline constables. In the province, there's designated, uh, we'll call it three classes, but actually four classes of a frontline constable. Okay. Uh, so... So number one is your fourth class. So you're basically a recruit. You're brand new. Uh, and then it's uh, depending on which police service you're with, again, mm-hmm. uh, that time frame that you end up switching from uh, from class to class, it's just time. There's not there's no exams. Okay, you okay. Just, uh, and, and then that brings you to first class constable. Okay. Mm-hmm. From first class constable, again, if you're dealing with smaller municipal police services, you might only have – you know, your four levels of constables, you might have your sergeant, or you're going to have your sergeants. You might have a staff sergeant or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're going to go into inspector, potentially. Some don't even have that. And then you're going to go into, you know, your deputy chief and your chief of police. It's literally mm-hmm. like, depending yeah. on how big your service is, uh, the OPP, as an example, provincial, uh, provincial police in Ontario, uh, their rank structure is a lot bigger than that, right? They'll have mm-hmm. superintendents that are responsible for different sections, uh, right. you know, that oversee. They'll have uh, they'll have deputy commissioners that deal with different uh, different sections, and they're going to have more of those people doing more of those jobs. Yeah. Um, so, generally speaking, I guess if you were to look at it, you'd have constables, you'd have your sergeants, you'd have your staff sergeants, you'd have your uh, inspectors, you'd have your superintendents, you'd have your deputy chief and your chief of board, uh, chief or commissioner or whatever it is. Those are generally uh, yeah. your rank structure. Okay. How do you move up? Yeah. So like I said, your, your first four uh, through constable, it depends what service you're with. Some services 12 months from the time, and then you just progress until you hit first class. Some services are 14 months. I've heard as many, some of them are two years. Uh, it depends. It depends on who you get on with, and that affects your rate of pay. That affects uh, a lot of things, right? Yeah, right. your ability to move into specialized units, all that kind of stuff. Well, um, once you get to first class constable, pretty much anything above that, uh, I'd say sergeant is. There's a sergeant, a provincial sergeant's exam. Uh, again, we kind of maintain, try and maintain the same thing across across mm. the province. 
I know there are some services that have their own. Uh, and there's the Ontario Police College does their, their academy, does yeah. their own testing as well. Um, so same thing to staff sergeant, testing involved in that, interviews, all the rest of it. Uh, your conduct's taken into consideration, your ability to apply policies, uh, policy-specific items. Um, I could go on for days, man. The stuff that's included <laughs> in there is pretty crazy. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, there's, a question, there's a question here from Alex. Is there a special unit that deals with homicides in Ontario? Um, not a specific unit. There would be for each individual police service or so we're getting into a little politics here. So if you're a small municipal police service, let's say you got 25 police officers, okay? okay. Uh, which do exist in the province. There's only a handful of them left. Mm -hmm. Um they relied very heavily on the Ontario Provincial Police to come in and augment what they do. So, for instance, if they have a major major homicide that requires IDENT services to come in uh, or uh, anything that has to do with homicides, we'd call in the Provincial Police uh, or they might call in the Provincial Police in order to investigate uh, those crimes. You can have detectives from your individual services, but a lot of the, the problem is, is how expensive it is, right? So mm. that's why there's generally in the province, we generally contract a lot, or the OPP has an obligation in order to provide those services to smaller municipal police services. Gotcha. So, so. Uh, no, there is not one like you, overarching yeah. specific unit uh, for homicides in the province. Um, like I said, individual services will have their own units and they're going to be called different things, right? They're all going to have different names. They might not be called a homicide unit. They might be yeah. called uh, major crimes or something like that. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, nice, nice. Is it, is, it, is it true that, you know, highway and city cops don't get along? <laughs> I'll say this. I think it, that's a very big U.S. question. So if you're <laughs> <laughs> I know in the U.S., man, just by like the just by the meme pages that I follow, mm -hmm. right? Of the of like the top memes in the U.S. It's a huge thing in the U.S., man. They're like all they do is joke all the time about these cops walking around wearing their stetson hats and you know, <laughs> right? And you were going fifty-one and a fifty, sir. Super right? trooper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Super trooper. Yeah. So uh, I'll say in the province, <clears> I'll <throat> say it doesn't matter what police service or uh, you know you're working with. There's going to be uh, some rivalry between, and again, the OPP is uh, uh, the OPP is the big body man. They're the big man on campus. They're the king of the hill in a lot of cases. You know what I right. mean? Like they police the most communities. Mm -hmm. um, they have the most funding in a lot of cases, and so yeah, there's a little rivalry all the time going on between us or uh, everybody else and them. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it's not. It's nice to see the the. You know, competitiveness. You know, yeah. So nice. Chris, it's Chris nice. is asking. So, Charity missed some of this already. But what are some of the benefits of joining the police versus the milita military, Ooh, other than nice. being deployed? Very nice question. Very good question. So it's really funny, actually, because I'm also in the military part time. Uh, so there is. I'll, I'll say this: uh, if you policing is completely different, right? Uh, the military is should be a calling in and of itself. It is how you are trained, the dedication, the uh, strain on family is all completely different than what you deal with potentially as a police officer. Um, you know, uh, again, I don't think one is better than the other by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. 
as a matter of fact, I'd say a good chunk of cops in modern, you know, in in, uh, in Ontario either served, are serving, or have served um, at some point or another. There's a lot of valuable training that comes from both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I don't think there's one benefit over the other that's uh, that's more important or anything else that you're going to get. Uh, and don't forget as well, the military actually have their own police as well. That's so right. uh, they get the military police. And uh, they're trained in the application of military law. And uh, so they're, I'm not going to say they're understanding, but their application of general, um, their application of general day-to-day provincial legislation would probably be slim to nil, right, Mm -hmm. in many cases. Uh, And what they basically deal with is investigations on uh, Canadian forces bases uh, across the country. So So, Alex, talking about the uh, body cams, what are the pros and cons of this body cam on for an officer? So it's funny. Um, body cameras was a huge push by a lot of spe- – we're not going to call them special interest groups, by a lot of interest groups, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of push from them to say, you know what, this is what we want. We want some accountability in here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they felt that that was going to happen by putting these, these body cameras on police officers. And you know what? Yeah. There is definitely an, uh, an amount of accountability that comes with wearing a camera all the time. Yeah. Are your interact. The problem is, and Bam and I have talked about this before. The problem is, is that that accountability is a two-way street, right? That's right. That's so, right. yeah, I gotta treat you nice, but you really should try and treat me nice because of the camera. <laughs> all you're doing is hearing me, but you're seeing you. Right? So, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, man. Like uh, pros and cons. I don't think there is any cons. I know I that a lot so of groups have. Uh, I think a lot of groups have come out uh, recently and said, like, you know, oh, it's civil liberties and there are, you know, how long do they record this for and all that? I'm like, okay, fair point. You know what? Then put a time limit on it. Yeah. Right? Put a time limit for how long you can keep that information. But mm-hmm. on the day to day, you either want police account- uh, accountability or you don't. True. Right? <laughs> don't you, true. you can't literally have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't work that way. Can't say, well, we want accountable police officers, and we suggested that we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, yeah. on the implementation and storage of all of this information, <laughs> yeah. all these body cameras. Yeah. We want you to do that, and then when it happens, you realize this isn't working the way that we expected it to work out. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, the cops are actually like the cops are actually the good people. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine for a second? Right. <laughs> So um, I don't know, man. I don't think there is any cause. I, I don't think, think it is. I, I, would wear, I would wear one any day of the week. Yeah, I would I, wear one any day of the week because everything I do is above is above reproach. Go ahead. Plus, yeah. plus, plus, I think it's a great thing because you know, like I said, I asked you before if you feel that the police services is getting a bad rap, and this is show you know, and the people who really complain about it is the ones who's taking advantage of the situation of being an asshole. You know, got bumped up a little bit and then turn to try to turn the tables where they can say, look at me, he did this. You get what I'm saying? Where they didn't show him lunging. You get what I'm saying? So with the camera, at least it shows who's wrong, who's right at the time of the incident. And that's a great thing. That's and, and, you know what? and you know what? Even, even camera footage sometimes, bam, even camera footage, man, is, is open for interpretation, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I say that in a sense that, like, you might just have the wrong angle, right? Was, uh, yeah, yeah. We use the example of like, okay, you're holding a gun, right? Mm-hmm. But now what am I holding? Mm. 
No, I can't you know see what it. Mean? Yeah. Right. Not right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I got now? Yeah. Right? I didn't have anything. Yeah. Right? You don't know it. It depends how that, it depends how that position. It's not 360 with a drone above you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Not right. yet. <laughs> They're working on it. They're working on it. It is coming. They're working on it. You know? But um, um, No, I, like I said, I'll wear one any day of the week, man. I got nothing to hide. I would Perfect. be doing I'd agree with that. I would wear Perfect. one too. You know, that's, that's, that's just the way it should be, you know? Um. Your quick thoughts on community policing. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of real community policing. I think there is a big difference. You know, when you hear community policing, it's something you read about in the newspaper. And I'll be honest with you, it's often a buzzword that's kind of used by management of police services, right? They're like, mm. you know, our officers are engaged in, uh, in uh, you know, in community policing. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, it sounds great, but what is it, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot more than, and I, and so when I talk about community policing, I said we started the interview with who was one of my biggest influences? Well, my uncle, right? That's right. So one of my uncles, one of my uncles actually literally walked the beat in the 1970s in Mechanicsville when it was not a good place. Right. Okay. Um, when it was overrun with uh, with sex trade workers and drugs and all the things that you typically find in you know excuse the terminology but maybe the seedier parts of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he literally walked the beat. But you know the benefit that came along with walking the beat? They used to literally go to businesses, check their doors to make sure they're locked. When they're working day shifts, they went in and checked with the owners of the businesses. Hey, how's everything going in here? You know, do you need anything? Da 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 da. And you know what? They got to know them on a personal level. So mm-hmm. when I talk about community policing, if you can walk into a school and all the kids know you by name, that's community policing. Very you know, true. if you can walk into a store and the owner knows you by name because you come in there and you you know and you're social and you're doing your job and you're checking in on them, that's mm-hmm. community policing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're walking down the street and that you know and you and then a police officer says hello to you while you're walking on the street, I know that sounds very small, but it doesn't happen a whole hell of a lot, mm-hmm. right? Cops now are so reactionary that is the biggest demise of modern day policing is that we we spend so much of our effort and so much of our time just by nature of populations funding underfunding all the rest Mm. of it Mm. we spend so much of our time um being reactionary to calls a lot of people actually say that the biggest demise in policing was the introduction of the radio car Right, mm-hmm. which is all of a sudden you can stick two guys or even one guy in some cases in a car and let them respond to calls as they come in, as opposed to hiring more police officers that actually walk those neighborhoods and those beats. Wow, right, that's true. And yeah, potentially get there faster. But what did it? What did it do? It degraded uh, the public's interaction with police officers. Right. I'm going to venture to say that in the 1970s, when the cops and prior to that, when cops were walking the beat, it would have been very difficult for you to have walked into a business or even talked to your next door neighbor and say, you know, that Alex Lewis, that constable Alex Lewis or whatever, he's an asshole, right? Mm. And the person would have said, and if I was, yeah, you know what, maybe they'll call me that. But it'd be very hard to just arbitrarily throw that out there that, you know, he's crooked, he's this and the other, because that neighbor is going to say, nah, man, I know him. I know right. him. He's good. Yeah, good people. Right? Uh, I don't know. He stops, he stops into the business there all the time. You know, like, uh, no, I know him. Right? Yeah, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. So when I say cops are easy targets, that's why we're easy targets. We've removed mm. ourselves. We've become 
in many cases, the men and women without legs, because we don't, all we do is drive around in our cars and mm. respond to calls. Yeah. Um, so community policing is not just a buzzword and it shouldn't be just a buzzword. It is a cooperation between community and policing. And that cooperation is a million different things, yeah. right? It's uh, your interactions, your day-to-day -day interactions with people. It's uh, making sure that you are constantly remaining, as we've talked about before, me remaining above reproach, that I'm not going to do anything that's ever going to, uh, it's ever going to draw into question my, um, my morality or my ethics in doing right. my job or that I'm contravening the oaths in which I took. Right. Um, so all very important things towards community policing, you know, and again, there's been a big push recently to try and like take cops out of schools and all this type of stuff. And it's like, that's the biggest mistake you can make, oh, man. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like day to day, I'm not saying, I actually think there should be not more cops in schools, but I think that cops should be doing more in the schools. It, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you look at uh, a big part of getting hired as a police officer in particularly in the province of Ontario is your ability to volunteer and to get involved in things outside of your typical norm. So they want you out there, uh, you know, boys and girls club, go play basketball, go coach a team, go uh, whatever it is, right? Uh, get involved in things that aren't even necessarily directly attributed to policing or directly associated with policing. Right. Get involved in... Uh, in volunteer boards, uh, whatever it is, right? You help organize a charity fundraiser for something. And you know why? Because as long as we are going to continue to be reactionary, those are the only ways that we can have those positive interactions with our community is by getting involved in those types of organizations. Mm. That is so, really true. so true. That's true. That's you so know. true, man. I like that. Is that actually a question? Yeah, <laughs> man. That's yeah, good. Yeah. No, I, I would have never thought about you're right about the whole police radio thing. And then, yeah, you're right. Getting that. You're 100%. I remember as a kid, I remember that neighborhood cop. Everyone knew who he was. And he can roll by and no one was scared of him. There was, he was approachable. Everyone went to him. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. I, and it's true. It's not there anymore. You're 100% right on that. So, Alex, oh, it's there anymore. It's not, if it is there, it's not to the same degree. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I. I I, I love I love when I'm when I'm walking around downtown Ottawa and you see cops in high vis jackets, you know, paired up, uh, walking around uh, prior to COVID, uh, <laughs> you know, walk, walking through, walking through shopping malls and, uh, and and interacting with the public, yeah, uh, potentially in a, in a you know in a in a in a positive, ideally in a positive way. Cops on bicycles, I love that man. I know it <laughs> it doesn't look the greatest, but it works. Don't they, get me, you they, know? Stay, they stay physically fit. Hold That's on a, a sec. If Jesse's listening to this, he actually got a ticket with his car with a guy on a bike. So I'm sorry, Jesse. I had to tell people that. You know? <laughs> <Sucker>. <laughs> That's that another story. Oh, yeah. You kind of put his hand beside him to like, pull over, buddy. <laughs> Your stickers <laughs> expired. You know, it was great, though. It was great. Gotcha. But I find with community, the, the way it was done before, there was a trust. You, you actually got the trust of the mm -hmm. people, right? Where it's it's lost these days I, I totally agree with you alex on a funny tip man do you ever watch a movie or a tv show about policing that drives you fucking crazy that they're doing everything so wrong <laughs> all the time man. <laughs> you know the worst part about it the worst part i got a buddy of mine that works uh for an unnamed police service right and i'll just say this somebody brought this guy on because we film a lot of movies, okay, in, in the uh, National Capital Region, uh, yeah. in Ottawa. 
somebody brought this guy on to advise them on how to do things properly. And I watched oh. the movie afterwards, and it still wasn't done right. You know, like, <laughs> oh, Hollywood, man. Like, you know, like the one that really drives me insane is like they're clearing a house and they got their finger on the trigger. Like, that never happened. <laughs> See what I, I knew it. I knew it. We wouldn't know. Because it's you, funny. We oh, don't know. Oh. Yeah. The slightest jump. Yeah, the funny because. Uh, us DJs, we always notice in movies that the shit's never plugged in. <laughs> it's never yeah, like, yeah. the guy's no wires. The fucking the, the, the speakers are like I'm like, well, this isn't doesn't work. But that's the things we notice, right? So I can just imagine you watching these movies. Oh, that's no, horrible! It's horrible. And I forget which SWAT movie it was too. I was watching the movie, and my other half gets so annoyed by it too. And I'm like, that's, that wouldn't happen. That's not real. That's not real. There's no way that would ever happen. Have your buddy six, man. Like, you know, oh, back I love it. I love it. I love it. Could you shut up? We're trying to watch a movie here. <laughs> it's so true. I, I believe it. I don't totally believe it. bothered me the most was it was some SWAT movie, and they all come, like, burrowing out of the uh, uh, out of the back of one of their armored vehicles, and none of them have magazines in their guns. <laughs> see? 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 That's exactly it. Yes. Yes. Now I'll be looking for shit like that. That's now. right. That's right. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Wow. You know, th this next question you already answered, so we're just going to bypass that one. So, listen, we got, you know, random 10 random questions. questions that we want the people to get to know you better. You know what I mean? Okay. So you're down to play that? You're down to get with us on that? You know? Do it. Okay. So listen, uh if there was an era of policing, which era would it what era would you be in? If you, you could prefer, pick one. if you if you prefer to be in. You know, this is gonna sound really weird. I wanna be a cop forty years from now. From now. From now. Uh, wow. From now. I wanna be a cop in forty years from now. Mostly because that means I'm retired. Like I'm real close to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> he's way up there. He sits on his seat. He's telling people what to do. He's retiring soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I want to. Uh, honestly, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like I look back uh, with revelry and like what what my uncle was doing in the 1970s. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think like, oh, that was like that was real policing, real community policing, and like mm -hmm. you know people's trust to the. And I think to myself. What's it going to be like in 40 years from now? I want to know what that's going to be like, that's right? Crazy. I want to know if people, if the young guns are going to be looking back or like my nephew is going to be looking back being like, hey, my uncle, I was a cop in the, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the early 2000s and, uh, you know, oh my God, you know, yeah. I, I wish I could go back there and do that, you know? Right, right, right. So I don't know, man. I'd say if I had to go in the past, Again, 1960s, 1970s, mostly because it's cool cars, man. Like, cool car. you know, driving like, they had like, uh, uh, like the old 1960s, like Plymouth Furies and stuff like that. Those guys had like, they were driving with one hand and pushing the siren button with another one while they were going. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, you know, man. They had, like, they had like cross draw holsters, right? Like they literally like, they had to put, you know, pull the out. Yeah, yeah. All it was was a button, like a, a leather flap. Like just a, all they had was a radio and a gun and a billy club and a, and a funky hat and a shirt and tie, you mm. know? Mm. Mm. I love mm. it. Alex has a question actually. Is there any, any new police tech that has come out that you can share with us? Ooh. You know what? I, I, not specifically, but I'll say this. Uh, pay very close attention. I don't, I, I don't know what the, the company's changed its name, but it used to be called Taser International, obviously. 
I, I would arguably say that the use of a, uh, of a conduct, we call it a CEW, which is a conductive energy weapon. Yeah. I would say the use of CEWs is the most uh, prolific uh, advancement in policing technology in modern day era, without mm -hmm. question. Hmm. Uh, it is saved. It's called less than lethal force, folks. It's not called non-lethal. Uh, it, but it has saved, I, I can't even, countless, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands and thousands of lives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the difference is, is in, in typical day before that, that device existed, you were just going to get shot. Yeah. That's ultimately <laughs> what it came down to. True. Right? Option A, right. that's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was so, you know? Yeah. So... Pay very close attention to this company because I know even the progression of uh, of the uh, the Taser device through the years. Uh, like you know, we've got it's used to be you know you, you got the device and you had to clip a you know a piece oh, on yeah. the end of it yeah. and it only fired one prong and all the rest of this. Now we've got devices. You got two cartridges, two bays side by side. You can you know you can get two people with them uh, oh. at different times. You can toggle between them mm. if they need to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah. The, 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 the options are endless, and it's highly, highly, highly scientific. Um, I and it hurts a lot. <laughs> I got, I got tased. It hurts a lot, man. Damn. We. Uh, no. That's part of the training. Did you lose a bet? How'd you get tased? Tell us. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to be the guy to not do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you don't be like you don't be that guy. But at the same time, I also didn't want to be the second guy. You watch the first one, eh? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's true. Right. That's facts. Yes, I would never. Yeah, no, I know. Like, oh, I changed my yeah, mind. I got, yeah. I got I pegged you, with it. It's uh, we call it, like I said, we call it riding the lightning. That's a, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's fifty fifty thousand. Well, you're hey, Pam. What are you? I doing feel your pain. Up? I feel your pain. I got <laughs> I got hit with three hundred and forty-seven fucking volts. Trust you me. That shit hurts. You know what I mean? All day, oh. numb. My arm numb. So, so it's funny I know. you say that because a taser is fifty thousand volts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it Trust is me, com complete muscular incapacitation. <laughs> you get a good spread with somebody on there, like you're 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 game over, buddy. And you're pray hitting to, the, the pray you don't have to go to the bathroom because you are gonna go. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's out. It's out. My bad. <laughs> Alex, what's your favorite movie? Do you have a favorite movie of all time? Man, come on. Come on. You can't come at, you can't come at, me, at me with stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We got um, people to know you a little more. My favorite police movie or my nope. favorite movie? Your favorite, favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie is actually a police movie. It's a trilogy. And, again, for any young people watching, they probably don't have a damn clue what the hell it is, but... Uh, the Naked Gun movies with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> uh, they just hit, like, I, I love slapstick comedy, man. Like, yeah. they, nothing will get me going more than slapstick. Like, I hate, I love stupid, stupid, stupid comedy. You know? Police Academy, yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, another nickname, I'm not black, but another, in case you guys didn't know. But another <laughs> well, it's going to be on uh, Spotify. It's I, nice that we let them know this. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what? What filter do you have on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Police Academy. Another one that I was called all the time was uh, was Hightower. Right? Hightower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's oh, cool. that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Police Academy movies, good slapstick, but Naked Gunman. There's one line in the Naked Gun movies. Uh, Leslie Nielsen's talking about him ha- having a date with Priscilla Presley or whatever, and he's talking with his boss, and his his boss looks at him and he says, uh, or Leslie Nielsen looks at his boss, he's like, yeah, you know, we had a good night, uh, long walk on the beach, and all the rest of that, right? His boss looks down at him, he goes, oh, sex? He goes, no, not right now, we're working. <laughs> Those are classic movies, man. I love uh, it. And not yeah. a swear word in the movie either. True, right? very true. That's, uh, that's right. Uh, what type of gun do you prefer at the range? So I'm a skeet shooter. I love shotgun. Oh, yeah. Uh, over under shotguns. For those of you that don't don't know skeet, you got a bunch of stations. You go around, you mm-hmm. shoot little clay birds that come out, all the rest of it. So oh, they they know they know. Little John screams skeet 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 all over the wall. They know. <laughs> they know. Trust me, we know. We know. Looking oh. guy, man. All right, bro. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so tell us, do you have do you have any other hobbies that no one knows that you know? We know you're a big police officer and you're doing extremely well with it. But do you have any other hobbies? Yeah, man. In case you can't see, like, I—it's uh, serious. That's a nice tattoo, of Harley yeah. Davidson. There, damn. I a tattoo of Harley Davidson down my forearm. I—I I love motorcycles, man. I particular, obviously, particularly Harleys. I—I've uh, been obsessed with, with Harleys just as long as I've been obsessed with policing. So, oh, that's um, I got uh, my entire basement in my house is Harley Davidson. Everything, yeah. everything. Dartboard glasses, stuff I've collected since I was a kid, piggy wow. banks, uh, lamps, uh, you name it, I got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. My next question was okay. pretty much, my next question was motorcycle or cop car. But it's obvious it's motorcycle. But now I'm going to ask you a different question. Why are you going to choose, man? Why are no, you going to no, no, choose? No, I know it already there. Now, the question is, now, we're tall people. The yeah. comfort, The comfort on... A Harley Davidson versus a sports bike. Man, like I said, well, you, I, I'm six six. Big You're not going to see me riding a Suzuki Jixer down the road. Yeah, I don't look like I'm fucking a football. Yeah, like, yeah. I so no, I, I I like my Harleys. I like being stretched out. I go long, you know, big gas tanks. You go long tours on them. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know what, man? They are just fast enough because any faster than that, and I guarantee I lose my license. That's true. So, okay. All right. That's uh, true. Now I got, I have two. I got, I get two. I actually have. It's so so. I got a real one for you here, man. This is gonna be good. All right. When you say police car or police, or, you know, or motorcycle, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll tell you this. I got a police motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So That's I got nice. a I got a 1970 Harley Davidson police survey car. Which is a three wheeler. Yeah. They used to use them for the meter maids for like uh, marking tires and writing tickets and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. It's got, it's got a 45 cubic inch flathead engine in it, and it probably only does 60 miles. It could do 100 kilometers an hour, and that's it. But okay. it is, it's awesome. And then the other side, I got a Harley Davidson Road Glide that's all decked out. Uh, and it's 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 fast. Nice, nice, nice. nice. loud. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. So, name me one thing that's still on your bucket list. Man, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Life is an adventure, and if you don't treat every day, you know, I, I guess 
I guess this this part's not cliche. Everyone says, you know, uh, um, you know, li live like it's your last day type thing, or, or uh, you know, you, you you only live once. That's a famous line, right? You only mm. live once. I tell everybody, it's not that you only live once; it's that you only die once, mm -hmm. right? You live every single day that you wake up in the morning. You live it. So, yeah. my life and Bam, you can probably <clears throat> attest. This, my life has just been following as things happen, man. Mm. Um, I'll say bucket list items. I would love nothing more. I want to do. Uh, I've already written. Uh, uh, I've already written about twenty-four states through the U.S. I've ridden my motorcycle to twenty-four states. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do all. Of them. I want to do all of them, um, and uh, and then I want to do them again. And uh, I love like Canada is beautiful to ride in. There's no doubt, um, but there's just something about the states, man. Like riding through uh, middle of nowhere Kentucky with that dew on the grass and the first thing in the morning, and it's still 25 degrees outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just yeah. something about it. Uh, I've ridden motorcycles in England. I've ridden them in uh, pretty much anywhere. Actually, I can I can get my hands on it. I'm I'm riding a motorcycle. If there's an opportunity, I'm riding. All right. That. Okay. What was your first job ever? Huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, male stripper. <laughs> you don't believe you don't believe that either, do you? <laughs> now the people want to know your stage name. <laughs> you just add more uh, questions. <laughs> super cop. Super cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. No, man. no, no. Uh, my first job. My first job. I worked at. Um, I worked at Loblaws for like a grand total of like two months. I was a shithead, man. Like, I was just not a good employee. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Nobody. I, I spent all the time. This is before cell phones, right? Like, before, mm -hmm. like, all you did is sit around and, like, chat with your buddies all the time. Meanwhile, you got to line up of people in the deli. And you're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? Like, it's true. This, this is more social hour. I didn't get right? enough of it at school. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. What, it was one of my first jobs. One of my first jobs. It was at a, at a, uh, self, a full-serve gas station. And we'd literally make a bet. Like two guys would be like, "I ain't going," and the other guy would be like, "I ain't going either." And he'd see people in their cars. They're like, "Yo, what the fuck, man?" And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> "This is like, mm -hmm. fill it up yourself." I'm you just know? here to take your payment. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you drive by Walkley and um, Walkley and Bank, it ain't there no more. Mister Gas ain't there no more. <laughs> you remember that? So I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in the South End, man. I grew up yeah. in South Tees. I totally yeah. remember that. Yeah, it's not there no more. Mr. Gas oh. had no service, not full service. That's what <laughs> no <I'm> service. <laughs> All right, last yeah, question, no, brother. So uh, what's your what's your favorite type of music? Favorite band, favorite song, favorite type of music? I don't know, man. man can you can you mash up enough for me, buddy? I've always been a big fan of yours, you know? Well, that's right. That's right. He's a, he, he's a, he loves some band, band music. You know, but to be honest with you, he likes all the music. You know what I mean? He does. That I, I do. Know. So, you know, I actually listen. My, my favorite music still to this day, and it's going to make me old, old, old. I love 80s music, man. I love like, and I love, I know this is going to, I love like 80s powerhouse woman music. Like, I like, uh, I like like Blondie. I like yeah. Joan Jett. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. Whitney Houston. I like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I like that, like the power yeah. of music, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, that's my favorite stuff. I jam out to the. You know, it's funny is you see me driving, <laughs> see me driving a cruiser, cop cruiser down the road, 
And you know, like everybody's looking in the rearview mirror all the time, like, oh, oh my god, there's there's a cop there. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting there doing this, right? <laughs> out. I got the music, I got the tunes going, and they're probably looking in the rearview mirror, going, oh my god. And then I got the hand motions going, and they go, is he telling me to pull over? I'm like, he's happy to pull me over. <laughs> he's having a good time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alex, yeah, man. man. That's awesome, man. I really happy. I was really happy to have you on, man. When Bam yes. mentioned that, uh, you know, he can get you on here. I was like, man, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, we'd love to hear other people's opinions and stuff, right? It's it, right. It, this. You opened up my eyes on a lot of a lot of factors. I loved it, bro. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm happy for you to take, have taken your time to be with us. I'm happy to answer. No problem, you know, we took we took care of some of the some of the people that were watching questions, and, and this has been great, man. And you know. hopefully, we can get you back on, you know, you know, some other time, and we can yeah. discuss some more situations. It's on like Donkey Kong. I'm there, buddy. You Perfect, know. my brother. And Alex, you know, like I said, you know, I keep eye on all my peoples, and I'm proud of you and proud of everything you've oh, accomplished, thanks, buddy. man. You know what I mean? So you have a good night. You and too, thank buddy. You for, thank you, you too, for being DJ. on the show. Pleasure, man. Right. We're going to end the interview with our friend, Tora Wilson. She's a friend of the show. We're going to play her music video, America. Alex, thanks for shooting the show with us. Have a good night, guys. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Falling off track, and this is quite sad.